Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. I'm Adam Minahan, sitting here with David Niles in studio. Not how I showed you. Not how I showed you. Uh, tuning in on YouTube and all video. I was gonna say where you, video where you going platforms. To this? Where are you going? To, oh, okay. Uh, but then I thought, no, it's not. We're definitely not on all video platforms. All serious but, ones, anyway. Well, anyway, welcome to the Catholic. Man all of Show. them worthwhile. I don't know. We're not on Vimeo, and I do like Vimeo. Okay. I don't really know why Vimeo. Like, what's the difference between it and YouTube? Hmm. Why do people use it over other stuff? But whatever. I don't really care, actually. Yeah. I w- oh, uh, are you done? I, I totally tuned that out. I stopped <laughs> talk uh, listening. What? Yeah. Uh, we have Doug Johnson coming on to the show today. Very excited about Doug. Yeah. Dougie Doug. Uh, he's uh, you know, the husband of Abby Johnson, the mm. movie Unplanned, if you have not Father seen that. Father of eight, eight children. Yeah, eight they're, children. they're expecting their eighth soon, I think, actually. I think it's soon. Yes, I believe I believe she is maybe eight months pregnant. I think I saw a yeah. post something about eight months pregnant. Yeah, I think she's uh, due soon. She's due soon, so... Super exciting, especially because, you know, in the movie, they acted like they, they were going to be a one and done. Yeah, so stereotypical. You convert and become Catholic, and all of a sudden, you have eight kids, <laughs> you know? like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to have him on the show. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, we've had him on the show before. He's a great guy. We're going to uh, be talking about the movie Unplanned. Right. Uh, a little bit about his blog, Doug on Tap. Yeah. yeah, so a teaser about the movie. The main character, Ashley Bradley? Ashley... Ashley. Brad something. Ashley. Ashley. Uh, she was filming the movie. She's already, she got the call, you know, hey, we want you, can you be here? She's there. She had already been filming for a couple days when her mom called, and she, mom's like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, oh, mom, I'm filming this movie, Unplanned, blah, 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 blah. Ashley had already known her mom had had an abortion, but then her mom started sobbing and told her what she had never told her, was that she said, Ashley... When I was pregnant with you, I was actually on the table at the abortion clinic. I was going to abort you. And the nurse who walked in was big pregnant. And when she saw her being pregnant, she said, said no. can't do it, walked out. Okay, so she kept, she she chose life for Ashley. And now here Ashley was years later. She's the one who plays Abby Johnson she plays, in the movie. Ashley plays Abby Johnson in the movie. So it's like... Uh man, I just get I get chills every getting them right now. Every time I think about this story, yeah, it's cool. just like incredible. So uh, the way if, the way God works, He is hilarious. Uh, so if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, we in between segments we had a chance to talk to Doug, and he gave us some like uh, stories that happen on set and things like that that is not in this episode. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check that out in between segments because we had a, a good conversation about mm-hmm. some some crazy things that happened in between segments that we can't get into today. Right. Because this is the first segment of the Catholic Man Show. Right. And a tradition tells us that we must open review and enjoy a manly and beverage. We we are nothing if not observant of tradition. Yes. So, so let us. Uh. uh uh, so today, yeah, today we are we're drinking Jura Tin Scotch. Uh, it is a single malt Scotch. It is from the island of. May I, sir? Yes, please. Uh, it is the only distillery on this on the island of Jura. 
it is about 40% alcohol, I believe. I'm going off of memory. That is correct. Yes. Uh, and it is a, it, it's unique because it's over on the west side of Scotland by all of the, you know, uh, Lafroigs, Okay, I was going to ask if, Isla, if the Isla region was on the west side. Yes, I believe that is correct. Okay. I'm going off of memory. But so, this is not this an, is late this, so night, it's on so. an, it's on an island, but this is not an island whiskey. Right. Is that correct? Uh, that, that is, I believe that is correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, it, but it, so it's a blend because what it, it, it does have some peaty, it uses peat. However, it is uh, a matured in American oak barrels and then finished in Oloroso uh, casks. Smelly casks? Yes. And so uh, it is a little bit of a blend between a little bit of smoke, a little bit of peat, but also the sweet uh, dried fruit, honey, cranberry tastes that you get. Well, let's try it. Okay, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Uh, I have the, the the drinking notes here. It says the appearance is darker, a redder whiskey bordering on copper. Would you agree with that? I would. I would agree with that. Okay. The nose, it says... Uh, uh, it's very honey colored. If you hold it up to the light anyway, it's honey colored. It's, it's a delicate, fruity aroma characterized by orange, sweet apple, oak with a faint touch of ginger, sea salt, and light smoke. Um, and then that gr- gradually moves into a heavier, richer direction as the fruit gives way to sweet, earthy vanilla and oak, ta- oak takes on a peat smoke quality with touches of baking spices. That is a mouthful for a nose description. That was all on the nose. That is all on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the palate is longer. Man, some people can smell really good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Dude, and I have allergies terrible right now, so like, I can't smell anything. Mm. So I have to just go off of that. The palate hey, is, is way would longer. Would you offer it up for my sins? Uh, no, I've already, I'm already doing that for Haley's sins. Whatever. She doesn't even have any sins. I said, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, for Haley's sin. She did have a sin. Okay, well, like, how long does that take? <laughs> I don't think very long. Just, all right, well, can I have what's left over? Maybe. We'll see how this episode goes. All right. Uh, the palette is a little longer, but... Uh, I feel like I'm getting snubbed a little bit right now. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm looking... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm looking for better opportunities. Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, want to be overcommitted. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to commit to something I that might I'm might get gonna, a better offer. Yeah. Juan's <laughs> over here, and he has he has a lot of sins. So, the I don't thing, know. I knew that about Juan, though. Yeah. I actually knew that. Juan is our producer. So, okay. Can I can I finish with the palette really yeah. fast? What Go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on the palate. Okay. Oh, I'm. I, I wish I would. I should have asked that mm. earlier, so that mm. way you can. It's so good. Oh. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good is a it, it is a very. It is good and stuff. It's good. And, uh, mm. Mm, does that does that not paint a picture for you? <laughs> mm. How descriptive. Mm. Uh, rich and mellow vanilla. Mm. That's basically uh, what I said. Yeah, basically. Little golden raisins, uh, peat smoke, sweet cher- uh, sweet sherry, and a little coffee. I don't get any coffee. I don't get a little, I don't get any coffee. Either, I but do. I, you do? Yeah. One one does. Uh, but I do I I do. Mm. It's a nice blend. It's a single malt, but it's a nice yeah. blend of the the peat and the 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 sweet sherry casks. Um, whiskey so totally if, if Lafroy isn't your thing 
or Lagavulin or Ardbeg, if that if that's too peaty for you, but you still want to try other peats, yeah, peated peated scotches, uh, this would be a good one to try because it, it it's a good stepping stool. What was the price tag? Uh, price tag was I think about forty five bucks. Oh really? Yeah. Very doable. Very doable. Yeah. For for a scotch, for a single malt scotch. I'm glad to know that. So uh, I, th- I I think it's a, I mean overall I think it's it's a great step. Like I said, it's. Yeah, because you know, once again, I'm more of a big picture guy, and I will t- I will say that on the finish, I'm left with a a sense of spices in my nose. Okay, so would you consider it baking spices? No, all spices, all spice. Okay, it's all spice, all spice. Okay, uh, but that's kind of something that I like. I mean, you get you get that with Lafroig that you get this like s- strong aftertaste. You know. Uh, I just really like it. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's a it's a great harmony between uh, the Highland type of scotches that are typically aged in sherry casks, and it's the two extremes blended together. G.K. Chesterton is, would probably mm. love this because it's right in the middle. What it's, virtue? Yes, this is what a, virtue. What virtue? Yes. So anyway, I think it's I think it's good overall. Adam, how's your prayer life? Uh, it's going well. It's going well right now. Uh, I actually picked up a a new prayer that I've been praying recently because we have uh, a baby on the way. So yes. Can yeah? You, you announced that. I announced that last, I was about to say last like, week. I didn't know if I was uh, anyway. Yeah. I was thinking, I, should I react to isn't this like really big? You know, is this, it weird? Is this like the our, announcement our right real, here? A real life versus like the podcast because you know a lot of times we say stuff in real life and then it's like, oh yeah. We should talk about that on the show. Yeah. And then we end up talking about it on the show. And it, it bleeds together so much that you you kind of forget, like, did I say that on the show or did I say that in real life? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, it, prayer life is going well. Um, I've, uh, I, I need to do better about praying the rosary every day. Um, I'm not praying the rosary every day like I should be. Uh, I've had a couple, couple of days dropping here and there. But I typically get back, get back on, get, get back, back on, on the, the wagon. horse. Yeah, there we go. Um, so how about how about yours? How's your prayer life? My prayer life has been actually really good during Lent. I'm having one of the the best Lents I've had in my short life. I mean, let's be honest; it's not that short. I will say, I I got a new grand, pretty, uh, a pretty. new goddaughter today. Oh, sweet! So everyone, please please pray for baby Abigail. How embarrassing would it have been if you forgot the name? That would have been embarrassing. Yeah. But you anyway, didn't. Anyway, pray for baby Abigail. Where you she's, go, baby she's Abigail? She's my new goddaughter. Wait, not to be a pagan anymore. I raise Cheers. my glass to baby Abigail. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Really excited to be joined in our next segment by Doug Johnson. Yes. Even though we already did it. It's coming up next. Yes. In the podcast. It's accurate. That's, that's We're the lords of this podcast. We can arrange <laughs> time at our own bidding. That's, that's the thing about media is sometimes that they're not all, it's all, not all sequential. Yeah. They it's, mess, not a, it's not linear. Sometimes it messes with reality. Yeah. Puts things... After other things, it shouldn't happen. But 
Anyway, anyway, uh, you were just we were talking about coffee a second ago in this drink. I just wanted to mention a really good coffee beverage I tried today that anybody out there can do and should do because it was so good. My brother-in-law has gotten way into kombucha. Mm-hmm. He made coffee kombucha, hmm. and it was way better than anybody expected. So to make kombucha, typically you brew some tea, just black tea usually, and you just add a little bit of kombucha to it, or you put your scoby in it, and then you let that sit, and it becomes kombucha. And so it uses the tea as the to feed on, you know? Okay. Well, so he did that with coffee. He just took some scoby, brewed a bunch of coffee, and put a scoby in there. I mean, I think he added some sugar and stuff, you know, uh, for- Allspice. For food. He added maybe all some allspice. allspice. I mean, maybe- Baking, maybe, no. maybe I think about baking, baking spices. Spice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Right, probably. Yeah, but anyway, it was good. So if you guys, if there's anybody out there who makes kombucha, you should give that a try because I was really impressed with it. Juan, do you still make kombucha? Yeah, Juan does. Uh, also, if you could um, check out Patreon.com/slash/TheCatholicManShow, we're we're trying our best to either hire somebody part time to work for the Catholic Man Show. Yeah, or you know, take care of some of the, out start outsourcing some things. Uh, to make it better. To make it better, because it because we know we're bad at things, and it, it takes us a lot of, a lot of time. And and Juan um, is doing a lot of the work for us as well. And Juan does a lot, <laughs> a lot of the a lot work. Of work. So we just need Juan. To, how much do we pay you? Nothing. We don't pay him anything. Oh, I forgot. So, I forgot. We don't pay Juan. So, so we could really use Juan. Your you help. are a if good you, friend. If you like the Catholic Mantra, you can go to patreoncom uh, the Catholic Mantra and and do like. Josh Rayburn did and become a friend here and uh, and support us for $25 a month. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Josh uh, is also a good guy. He's a good guy. He's we know Tulsa. Josh. He's a good guy. And uh, the godfather of two of his and, oh, and Juan, Juan is, is the godfather of two of both of his children. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, let's let's raise a glass to Juan Posada. And Josh. It's and, been a while and, since and we've to Josh and to Josh Rayburn, to but I feel like Juan, you know, we're just talking about all the work he does. I, Juan, my toast to you is that may every man have a friend like you. May you increase in virtue as David increases in his Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there's, look at, think about how much room for our, for opportunity and growth there is. There's there's so much growth. It's like, it's like, yeah, mi español es muy perfecto, muy rápido. Yeah. Muy delicioso. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, let's get to the gear. Well, how much? Right, man gear today yeah, let's get is, to the gear. is a cast iron skillet. If you if you don't have cast one, iron. man, you gotta get one because they're awesome. Um, Adam, you have cast iron. We have three. You have three. We have three cast iron skillets. Yes. Uh, so when we first got married, when Haley and I first got married, you know how you do the whole. Uh, you get to go to the store and basically like yeah, ring up a, sweet. a, a, totally a sweet. bunch of things that people end up buying for yeah, you. It's awesome. Uh, and so we were like, hey, let's do this. And so we we, we picked a very nice uh, skillet set, yeah. right? It's the nonstick, all this stuff. Well, Haley and I have now been married almost seven years coming this May. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and a lot of that nonstick has been scraped off mm. over time and like what happens when it's scraped off it gets into your food and you end up eating it which isn't good that's not a good thing is that what happens or it just uh, a lot okay i mean yeah, a lot of it i guess um anyway so Haley said no no more of this 
No mas. No more. And so she went, uh, we, we went and, uh, down to Southeast Oklahoma and her father hooked us up with some cast iron skillets that are very old and they work like a champ. I feel like that's really what you want with cast iron. Cast iron skillets are not skillets as much as they are heirlooms or something. I mean, well, they're built to last. When you get one, I mean, does a does a cast iron skillet ever wear out? I mean, like, what's gonna happen to it? You're not well if you don't take care of it. Uh, it'll it, rust. I, I know it can rust. That, that yeah, can I know. I know that could happen, and that that will destroy. That will ruin it. So let's talk about uh, maintenance of. The cast iron skillet. Okay, so well, before we get there, oh, uh, okay, let's do not do get some there research yet. on what kind of cast iron skillet you want to buy. Um, there's some brands out there that are very, very expensive that we were talking about. We couldn't actually find what they are, but you know, there's like collectors' items, right? Yeah, they're antiques basically because they. Uh, my understanding, and this is this is going off of memory that I from a while back ago, yeah. but there's mainly two foundries back in maybe the 1800s that produced cast iron skillets. Uh, and they were like the thing, right? They were the, they were, you know, if you're going to get a cast iron skillet, this it's like the Ford and Chevy back in the day. Like you either get a Ford or you get a Chevy. Um, and, but they have since they're no longer in production. And so, uh, to get one of these. So that's why they're expensive. Not because they're better, just because it's like a, and and, 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 and they last. Yeah. I mean, but old, old stuff like that's always expensive, not because it's better, just because it's got a story behind it. Okay. So if you just want to skillet. Don't get one of those. Um, the, but the uh, first... I would. Well, yeah, just but like it's just a cool story. I like the story. But if you just want a skillet... That's why I'm boxing, dude, is for the story. I like things to do for, with okay, stories. Okay, but I'm saying if all you want is a skillet... Right. You're I, gonna, that's going to be an expensive skillet. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay so the, when you get a new one, you have to season it. You can't... Don't just like throw it on the... Gr- get it out of the box and... Yeah, don't just start cooking with it. So how do you season it? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, well, what you want to do is you want to get a lot of oil and uh, spread oil all over it, and you bake it. So you want to bake in the oil the oil into the into okay. the skillet itself. And that is going to prepare it for cooking. Otherwise, you don't want to just throw eggs on a, on the skillet right away because um, it's just not good for it. Well, I, the reason why is iron is very porous. It's a porous metal. And so that's why you can't wash it with soap. You can't do anything like that because it whatever you put on it, it seeps into the, the actual metal itself. And so if you put like soap in it, what's going to happen? That soapy water is going to actually uh, go into the pores of that metal. And next time you use it, you make scrambled eggs. All of a sudden it tastes a little soapy. Yeah. Um, and so that's why you always condition it with oil and things like that. But that's, that's kind of the reason why I, I think that a lot of the tales come in on like the old grandma, uh, cast iron skillet tastes you know everything tastes better on that because it's been bacon's been cooked on it for the last 50 years yeah uh and so whatever you cook on it now it's it's just has a has a great taste yeah and whether that's true or not about grandma's you know it's like who knows but there is something to be said about a well-seasoned cast iron skillet um they work they work great one thing that they're great for is camping because if you just take your pan you know your non-stick pan with you and you Mm. put it on the fire Mm. You're go- it will be black for the rest of, of its life. You're mm-hmm. going to kind of ruin it, it mm-hmm. at least aesthetically. But cast iron's fine. Mm-hmm. You can put it in the fire. Now, you have to make sure it doesn't get too hot. Um, because Can't start warping, probably? Uh, well, th- that can happen. Um, th- but it's more likely going to warp if you wash it when it's too hot. So if you throw water on it when it's really hot, that will, that will warp it. But what, what will happen is you will lose the season. 
Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, you, if you got it on the fire for a long time, mm-hmm. um, you will basically burn up all the oil that's mm-hmm. in the pan. Man, this would be like one of these times that I'd like to have the lifeline on the Catholic Man Show and be like, uh, I'd like to have a lifeline and call my wife Haley, who's downstairs right now, because you know we have three of them and she does, she knows all about yeah. cast iron skillets, mm-hmm. and she would be very beneficial to this episode. Yeah, so well, this it, segment you can actually see it when it happens. It kind of cha- turns to a gray color, mm-hmm. changes like a little bit ashy looking almost um, when you lose the season, and. That's okay. You just have to re-season it. Um, so you got to brush oil on it again and put it back in the oven just to let it let that oil cook back in because you need that base of oil underneath. Um, otherwise, your food just won't work very well. But once you get it really seasoned, the the pan itself kind of is non-stick. I mean, it's not like what if, it, what are the guy what about the guys who are thinking you right now like listen, I don't cook. Well, do you camp? Or maybe you should start cooking. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe it would be nice to get up on a Saturday morning and cook breakfast for the family. Okay, so the, I think the real question is, why would you use cast iron over just your nonstick? Well, uh, I already told I already told you mine. So uh, some of the answers is even cooking. You get the downside. Cast iron does not like oh, it's all better because there are some downsides. A, it takes a long time to heat up to heat up mm-hmm. and if you get it too hot you can't just turn the fire down and expect the pan to be to be cooler right okay because it's gonna stay hot for a long time so you have to it, it does require that's why cooking with cast iron is kind of more of an art or you know it takes a it's more a craft yeah a craft that's a better better way to say it uh, because you have to know what you're doing a little bit mm-hmm. um and it's okay you know start using it make mistakes start with bacon because bacon is something that if it gets a little too hot, it's okay. It just cooks faster. And you should just start with bacon anyway. Yeah. I mean, seasoning. I mean, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if you could just, I don't know if you could do this or not, but I wonder if you could not season it and just throw bacon in it and let that season it. Something tells me that that would actually work out just fine. Uh, yeah. Um, but they have all kinds of other cast iron stuff. Like my wife has a cast iron pot that she really likes. It's very heavy, so I hmm. usually have to get it out for her. Um, like when she makes stock, like chicken stock soups or something, sometimes yeah. she'll use that. Actually, now that we got an instant pot, she pretty much only uses yeah, that for instant things. pots are crazy. It's, it is just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the ribs, changer. instant pot ribs are good. But the reason why uh, uh, cast iron is kind of like a man gear is it's durable. It stands the test of time. Yeah. It, it's always reliable. Yeah. As long as you, and you have to take care of it. It's a craft. You have mm-hmm. to be good at it. You know, it, it's a continual learning of, of, of getting to know your the instrument that you're using. And it's real heavy. And it's heavy. Yeah. I mean, heavy stuff is manly. Yeah. Hey, uh, Doug Johnson is coming on the show. Tune in. Hold on. Hang in there. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. 
Sipping on a little bit of this Jura tenure. What are your thoughts on it, Dave? It's really good. I just really like it. It's a good blend. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a No, it's a single malt, but it's a good blend of... Good blend of flavors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew but, what you meant. Thank you. But uh, I'm, I'm glad you clarified because that's... It could be a little That confusing. was misleading, yeah. yeah. Uh, but as we promised, we, we have Doug Johnson with us uh, on the Catholic Man Show. Doug, what's going on, man? Not much. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Right now, the equipment's working. We're talking to you. You can hear us. We can hear you. I, I think everything's going great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. I think it's going good. My wife, I think my kids got my wife's phone because they're, I think they're trying to FaceTime me <laughs> as I'm doing this. <laughs> hey, where's, where's dad? Where is dad? <laughs> yeah. Where is dad? No, FaceTime him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we get our, our chocolate popsicles and get tucked in if dad's not here? So that's how they are. <laughs> so uh, I imagine that, you know, this is a, a weird time for the Johnson household. It's are pretty unusual. It's slightly more unusual than usual. So, yeah, we're, we're with the movie coming with the movie out. It's been, uh, I think in March, I saw my wife seven out of the, was it 31 days in March? Yes. Or the 30. Yeah, I saw seven, seven wow. of those days. And that's including half days. Oh, uh, man. Sometimes she was only here for like 12 hours, and then she had to scoot out to somewhere else. So it's been yeah. pretty hectic, to say the least. But we're enjoying it. You know what? I have no trouble believing that at all, because I have seen her everywhere. She's been on the news. She's been mm-hmm. all over social Interviews. media. I mean, interview yeah. after interview after interview. I mean... I think half of all YouTube videos that have been uploaded over the last two weeks have had her in them. So I well, can if she imagine. doesn't watch it, she's going to go cross-eyed looking at her phone because I mean <laughs> she's just constantly looking at things, just responding to everything. And she's doing a great job. She's really taking care of herself and holding her own. Like going up against what was it that Alyssa Milano? Yeah, her tiny bun. I think is what she tweeted. So, yes. Like get out of here. If you're not going to come see our movie, you're not going to be part of the conversation. Just. Move go. on. You and your tiny yeah. bun can go. Yeah. Yeah. I so. really don't think Georgia cares much about Alyssa Milano. Like, <laughs> Why should they? They said they were going to leave if Trump got elected. Yeah. And they're still Americans. Yeah. They're yeah, still here. You're still here. Yeah. That's the difference yeah. between uh, liberals and conservatives. Conservatives yeah. mean the things that they say. Like, I really will do this. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. uh, Doug, congrats. Uh, we, we I hadn't said that yet, but congrats on the success of the movie uh how weird was it to be watching a movie with somebody playing you i mean that to me that had like i was i was thinking about like you know we've interviewed you before you've been on the catholic man show before mm-hmm. so I, I i mean i haven't met you in person but you know we're, we're acquaintances we're friends you know and i was just sitting there thinking about like okay what would doug be thinking right now as he was watching himself on screen well i'll tell you the first time Abby and I watched it together and it was a rough cut, but, uh, she turned to me probably about three quarters of the way through the film and goes, well, you sure do come out smelling like a rose. And so <laughs> it was, it's very, <laughs> they, they made me look tremendous. I might've had 10 or 15 minutes on the screen, but, uh, it was, it, it was awesome. And the, the guy that played me, he's an Oklahoma guy. His name is uh, Brooks Ryan and, uh, he, he's local there. He would drive in and do his thing. He never even called me or did any research. He didn't read the book or nothing. He just went with the script, and he did a fantastic job. I think he nailed pretty much facial expressions, cadence, the way I talk, 
his eyes squint when he smiles. I mean, it, it was it was a really good fit, and we've become pretty good friends now through texting and other things. But no, he, he's a good guy, and it, it is a little weird watching because you're like, would I have said that in that moment? Well, I guess I everybody's going to think I did. So yeah, yeah. there yeah. you go. Yeah. I learned some really good material for the next time I get in an argument with my wife. You know, if she's, mm-hmm. you know, which she's so holy, she would never actually, she just doesn't really raise her voice. But, you know, if something ever happens and we're going back and forth, I'm just going to be like, look, I just love you so much. It <laughs> 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 was such a good line. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> going back and forth, look, I just love you so much. <laughs> it's like, that, that kitchen that, scene was actually yeah. the first scene I watched. And I watched it with him. Like we went to visit the set and there he was and uh, we went in this little room, me, him and a handful of other people. And I was like, this could go really bad. Like if he's terrible, I'm going to have to act like he did a good job. But yeah, thank goodness he did a phenomenal job. and I was super happy with it. They actually had a short and a long version of that. And everybody got the long version because I mean, it was powerful. I think what he did was good. And yes, I probably would have ended a lot of arguments with I just love you so much or whatever <laughs> walk away <laughs> so uh my next question for you is on the same topic of having someone cast as you uh because brooks ryan he really did a great job um yeah. but that being said what is it like knowing that whoever they pick to play doug johnson they're just not going to be able to capture the manly charisma the good looks you know like i mean it what was that like like god you know, if you can't shoot for the stars, you shoot for the middle. You know, get, get the average. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it, Brooks. He's a stud. He did he all a, right. He is, he is so, a stud. Yeah. Did you get a chance? Yeah, he, like, he, did did you see the the casting process at all? No. Uh, okay. I didn't know if you had like any say or. Form. We kind of did, but in the end, now they they had a hard time finding people they were going to risk their careers for a movie about abortion. I'm sure. And so we were kind of limited and there were people. Yeah. I, we gave suggestions and they called those people and they're like, mm, no, sorry, we can't do that. And so, uh, and some people, they just thought, well, maybe the chemistry isn't there. So it, it, the, the process, I mean, I've never made a movie, so I kind of had to trust those guys to know right. what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like unplanned, uh, unplanned. If you haven't uh, seen it yet, you know there's some gut wrenching moments in it, right? You know there was times that even in the beginning of the movie, it says like some of this is going to make you squirm. You know, yeah. some of this is going to make you uneasy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, what was that like for you? Like, because you know, my wife and I went to go see it, and there were times like it was very hard not to be crying. You know, you're 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 and uneasy and uncomfortable, and you're just like, oh man, I can't believe. You know, they did a really good job of depicting exactly what abortion is. Uh, well, what was were, that like for you? Like, what was that like watching this unfold in front of you? It was it was hard to watch Abby watch it unfold, if that makes sense. So sitting yeah. next to her, and she was quite vulnerable. You know, she's watching kind of the worst version of herself that she sees it. I don't see it that way, but and she's like, "What are people going to think about me? They're going to think I'm a terrible person." And so that was difficult. And then really to kind of watch her relive like the med- medical abortion scene mm. she's in the restroom that was mm-hmm. that was definitely very tough and so uh watching her have to relive that where she like was fearful for her life as she was going through that and then uh that wasn't 
that was the hardest scene for me. My favorite scene is the one where uh, she's in the baby's room with the crib, and that's actually Brooks's baby in the crib. And Ooh, I walk up behind no her, and kidding. there's a really great song. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fantastic cameos in this movie, and so it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to see it. But anyway, going back. When I walk up behind her and said, do you know how much I love you? And that was kind of when she's really contemplating, can I even stay with Planned Parenthood anymore? And so, uh, no spoilers there, really. But anyway, that, that's my favorite scene. And then the within the first 10 minutes, I mean, this movie is meant to offend the senses because abortion is offensive. Yeah, right. And we're not glorifying abortion by any way by showing it to you. And it's not the same as... Uh, graphic signs on the sidewalk i mean you have plenty of warning as to what you're walking into so we have the r rating uh you know this is about abortion we've put it out there a million times that there was going to be a cgi recreation of what abby saw and then uh like you just said in the intro of the movie like she talks about this is going to make you squirm it's going to make you uneasy it's not an easy story to hear and so there's plenty of warning. And then right there, boom, in the first 10 minutes, they put you right in that spot. And it, yeah. every time I watch it, you hear the groans and then you hear the sniffles and it is difficult for people. But if you support abortion and you go see this, you need to know what you're supporting. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. Amen. But yeah. you know what? I think that they did a, a really good job on oh. that abortion scene of mm-hmm. make, showing exactly what it is without making it so uh, somebody, I, I don't think it's going to make anybody throw up or, uh, you know, mentally, it's, it's not, not going to scar anybody for the rest of their life, you know what I mean, by watching it. Um, for, I say right. that because I actually, in in high school, um, part of the relig- our sophomore religion class, um, the, our teacher actually showed us a video of an actual abortion. It was optional. Was it Silent Scream? I don't. I don't know. It could. It could we, have my been. senior year, we watched. We it was from Dr. Bernard Nathanson, I think, and it was a, a uh, abortion. They show it's called Silent Scream, where you can see the baby's mouth open and close, as if it's screaming. You know, trying to get away. And same kind of. It was identical to what they showed in the movie and to what Abby saw. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy for me. I saw that my senior year in high school. Here at YAM, like 15 years later, where Abby comes home, it's like I saw this thing at work today. And she's describing it to me, and I was actually able to kind of relate. And, you know, so it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing when you see God's plan played out over your entire life in one moment. Like, there's mm-hmm. a reason I saw that. And here I am married to this woman when I had these beliefs, and it seems like we shouldn't be together. And there's a reason we were together. So, now it's yep. just one of those cool things. Yeah. Totally. Totally. All right. Well, when we get back, I've got some... Uh Questions you have, you have about, questions? I have, I have a lot of questions. Good, because this is an more, interview. More serious questions, yeah, <laughs> about the movie. Uh, so we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We are joined by Doug Johnson. 
the one and only. Hello. Guys, if you have not been, if you have not done so, make sure to visit Doug's blog. Um, yes, Doug, Doug on Tap. Doug on Tap. Uh, Doug, I think that you uh, have just an excellent blend of humor and insight, which I are really that, and yeah. booze and booze. But I booze, think that yeah. those are the Don't two things. That. Those are the two things that everyone is looking for on the internet: is humor and insight. Yes. Well, all the good things start with bees, right? Beer, bacon, bourbon, mm-hmm. you know, babies, books, babies, books, right? Yeah. When you said bacon, yeah. Adam swooned. Yes, I did. I had to catch him. Yeah. Beards. Uh, which? I wish beards. I. I wish I could grow a beard. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. that's a sensitive subject. Well, I'll never be tall, so you know, it's all <laughs> we can't all win. <laughs> can't win at everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so Doug, um, this movie. It says it's based on a true story. Whenever I see that in a movie, I always wonder, you, you know, okay, how much of this is true, how much of it isn't? Because sometimes you see a movie based on a true story and you go and look it up and it's like, oh, yeah, there was a dude named whatever, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it how is, much of this is accurate? I'd say it's uh, 100% accurate. I mean, even the little story where Grace won't eat her toast because it's cut a certain way, that's from my blog. That's... Uh, the directors made sure to visit us and get to know us. Uh, it, when we go out to eat, I order a uh, a pumpkin beer at the time. That would have been something I had ordered. And I, I wouldn't have gotten chimichangas. I probably would have gotten fajitas or a uh, chilorianos or something like that. But everything else is very, very accurate. Okay, so if we're... It's kind of a we're... smushing of a timeline. You know, every, everything in there happened. And some of the characters are kind of combined. You know, like our good friend Heather... And Karen, they were combined into the girl that plays Karen. And so there's, you know, a little bit of that going on. But, you know, they only had 90 minutes to tell a story. Yeah. Well, I feel like if, if you're saying, all right, well, maybe something that wouldn't have happened is I wouldn't have ordered a chimichanga. Like, all that's, right. That means that's, it's pretty accurate. We're dealing we're with, no, no, no. We're, <laughs> feeling, we're dealing with a very high level of detail here, you right. know, <laughs> uh, in the movie, which is, which is very impressive. Um, okay. Let me ask you this question. Why should someone see the movie? Oh, because, you know, I, is there a more important issue right now than the issue of life? And it's not just about uh, making it legal or illegal. We, we really want to change the culture. And we need people to go out and see what they're supporting. I mean, this is probably the biggest fence that people ride. People are afraid to take a stance or they take an extreme stance. Excuse me. And so uh, I, I think people need to get out there, see what's going on. And, you know, what? Back in the civil rights era, if they had made a movie like this, why do I need to go see this? I know how, you know, you need to go see it so we can uh, show you, you can be confronted with the inhumanity here that is going on. And also, I think it's, we got asked, isn't this just preaching to the choir? If pro-lifers go see it, is it just preaching to the choir? And the answer is no. Um, Something that will happen is you will fall in love with the clinic workers, with the exception of Abby's boss. But uh, the people she works with, they're funny. There's somebody you'd have a coffee or a beer with. You'd want to hang out with them. You, you kind of, we're, we're all humans. We're all people here. And uh, we can love each other out of these these bad things that, you know, we kind of, these rabbit holes we end up going down. And so it's it's definitely terribly important for everybody to go see it. Yeah, one of the things that I, I, I really liked about uh, the movie is the difference in the pro-lifers. 
in you know yes. the people the people who who stood outside the abortion clinic because really there's two two schools or there's two teams of pro-lifers that stand outside the yeah. abortion clinic two approaches two approaches yeah so there's there's one uh, that Dave and I have been a part of for like the last eight years which is uh, we go once a week to uh, and stand outside the abortion clinic and just pray. We just pray, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, we peaceful. pray the rosary. We don't yell. We don't yell. We, we don't have we pictures. Wave, we wave at people and smile. We smile. Yeah. You know, we do everything. We, you know, we're as welcoming as we possibly can be while praying. Then there's this other team that is the yelling, uh, you know, holding up abortion signs, um, Bible beaters, you know, that are yell, you know, saying, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. And, and, and the movie did a really good job of showing the effectiveness of one and the not effectiveness of the other. Uh, what what mm-hmm. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts there, Doug? Well, you know, yeah, when Abby worked there, <clears throat> I would usually defend the protesters because you know I was pro life leaning. I, I had my exceptions, and I wasn't terribly good pro lifer, obviously, because I married a woman that worked there, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I would defend their right to at least stand out there and have a stance. I'd tell Abby, it's like, they know their right, just like you know your right. And so it, it was more, like you said, about the effectiveness uh, in your approach. And so, yeah, the people who stood out there and yelled, and who, who would, if I have a, I'm in the middle of a crisis pregnancy and I need help, am I going to go to the person that's yelling at me or am I going to go into the person that's being nice and cordial? And telling me it's going to be okay, and I'm making a good decision. And, you know, it, it, air quotes around loving arms of Planned Parenthood. They they're salespeople, right? They got they're going to get you in there, and they're going to get you to buy an abortion. They're going to remove your problem. And so, I think what we have to be doing outside these fences is not just you can't just speak in scripture because a lot of people going in there maybe they do know scripture, maybe they do know Bible, maybe they they do know their faith. <clears throat> there's a lot of people that don't. And so really you're just kind of just hollering nothing. And so maybe if we just show them, Hey, I can meet your needs. Cause you know, in scripture, it tells us that uh, Jesus said, it, the man, you, when you clothe this homeless man, you also clothe me. When you feed this man, you, you're also feeding me. And so when we live the gospel, we live our faith and we go out there and we say, Hey, I can take care, help get you in line with a good doctor we can get take care of diapers formula whatever you need or uh if you, if you want to nurse your baby uh, we can get you uh lessons or, or uh people to teach you how to do that correctly and make sure you you have everything you need to build a stronger family and raise your kids and uh, not have to go in and kill your child so it, yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of the difference in the effectiveness there and really just to, like when, when abby was working there we got death threats and there was a time when I took that, I mean, they went after my family. And so at that point I was, I was done defending the pro-life movement. And even I, as someone who was pro-life leaning and looked at what my wife did and said, no matter what they do, my wife's still working, killing children, but I could not stand these other people. So I, I as far as I was concerned, they were all to blame. Mm-hmm. And so, and it just caused Abby to dig in her heels deeper and like, well, I'm going to prove I'm doing the right thing. And uh, they're wrong because they're the, they say they're pro-life, but they're threatening to kill me and my family. And so, you know, it's obviously there's a good way and a bad way to do this. Yeah, and I I think that uh, uh, Sean's wife I can't remember her name, but the the, the actress that Mary. played what was it? 
Mary Lisa. Mary Lisa. Yeah, I think I thought she did a phenomenal job because it's Mm -hmm. they don't you know it goes back to the whole people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, and she did a phenomenal job of expressing like, hey, I just want to know who you are. Yeah, let me. What's your name? What's your name? I just want to talk to you. You know, I'm not here to change your mind right now. I just want to know you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, conversions don't happen overnight, right? So you got to. It, it takes time. Yeah. And she so, put in the time. Opening weekend, this movie was fourth at the box office with only right. a a fraction the number of theaters when you compare Less it to than a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these other movies that are out there. How's it doing since? Great. They've added, I think, 600, 700 more screens. So, and uh, they're still making more money per screen than anything. Probably not more than Shazam, but everything else. They're, they're making more money per screen. Uh, than, than all the other films. And I think they're sitting at number seven. So it's still in the top 10. So I, I, I hope this, I think this movie is going to stay out a little longer and they're going to start some overseas stuff here pretty soon. So this, hopefully this movie will impact people for a long time. And then there's also DVDs and videos when that comes around and, and people will start showing it to their church. So and all I can hope is that it just impacts people for a long time to come. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned that you wanted to change the culture and I really think that this movie is exactly oriented to do that. I think there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of people out there who say, oh, I'm pro-life, but I would never enforce, you know, my views on another person, on other people, but I'll go see it, you know, because I'm pro-life. And then I mm-hmm. think that when those people walk out of this theater, they fired up. they will be fired mm-hmm. up. And I think that it has a chance at reaching those people in the middle uh, mm-hmm. who are, you know, I really do. And it just... When I left the theater, I said, this movie is going to change the culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And one, of my, one of my favorite parts uh, of the movie, outside of it being, uh, some of it being filmed in Stillwater, which is part of God's country. Yeah. Uh, Father Brian O'Brien was a big, uh, he was, he's a spiritual, he was like a spiritual liaison in the, yeah. on, on set. He will lead you by Stillwater. He will lead you yeah. by Stillwater. Yes, yes exactly. Uh, it, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but but I, what I really liked also about it is is you know it showed that uh, that the the Planned Parenthood came down right. So Abby came to Tulsa not too long ago because Bishop Condola and her are you yeah. know, you guys are, are, are good friends. And mm-hmm. one of the things that that stood out to me uh, and it, it it reminded me when I saw the the shot of the Planned Parenthood sign coming down is that Abby said to us while she was here in Tulsa, she said. Uh, the March for Life can't be your one event that you do for the yeah, pro-life That's movement. not your nope. pro-life activity for the, for the year. year. It can't be that, you know, and, and the, the ratio or the uh, statistic that shows uh, like 75% of the people who are thinking about going to abortion that see people praying outside turn away. They just keep on driving. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't show up. So, I mean, that was something high. that's like so impactful. That was so, that's also so big families time. and men, like you said, you guys go out and pray. That's, that's tremendous. I mean, People say men shouldn't be involved in this movement. It's a women's issue. No, it's it is a women's issue. It's also a family issue. And, and in changing the culture, we've got to mentor these young men and show them what commitment looks like and what it means to take care of someone because that's where women will feel like I don't have to go to an abortion clinic because I have the support I need. Absolutely, Preach man, it, Doug. I, I'm so gla- grateful for your time. We have a mutual friend, Rich Lamb, the Grumpy Dad. Uh, make sure you say hi to him for us whenever we uh, whenever you talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. He's busy, man. Doug, He's, thanks yeah. so much, bud. I appreciate it. Appreciate We're it. on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers, cheers to Philip. Jesus.